0: Happy Thursday evening everybody. Uh, You are in for a treat tonight. We are going to have some of our legal case updates. We're also going to take a look at what the governor is saying which is very interesting and um, we're also going to talk a little bit about our county supervisor and the recall effort. So put your seatbelts on, tune in and even if you're across the state this is important because what's happening in our county can happen in yours. So stick around. Moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, "Let there be light." Together, we will make America great again. Okay. I have never been more hopeful about America. And the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The advance of yeah. human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Yes. But because of the Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency, effective at noon tomorrow. May all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning, My country tears of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. We shall pay any price there any church hold any foe to assure the survival and the success of It is indeed we are the defenders of freedom. With the unfounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created in one nation, under God, indivisible liberty, and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to keep And now, your host, Pastor Rob McCoy. Well, as I promised you, we are in for a treat tonight because uh, we're going to take a look at Governor Newsom and his recent... Uh, Declaration. It was actually uh, looked like a construction site. He was out touring probably some government project. But I was expecting this from the governor because I've had an inside track with some of the attorneys and the cases uh, that they're representing here in the state of California for some of our fellow churches that are standing uh, defying this tyranny of this governor. And it appears that the governor is beginning to fold. Uh, like our county, he's starting to realize he never had a case to begin with. He had no right to do what he did. And he's going to start compensating some of these churches for his overreach and violation of our rights, which we're going to cover in the program. But watch this. This is a governor that was dead set on everyone being masked. It wasn't about the science, because as we know, uh, as we covered in last night's broadcast, he's, he wants to give us all... A stimulus check of $600, which is the average price of an hors d'oeuvre at the French Laundry Restaurant that he and many of his cronies enjoyed together, shoulder to shoulder, without masks, when he was telling the rest of us that we couldn't even have Thanksgiving dinner together. And all of a sudden, all that just goes out the window. There's no science to it. It never was. The numbers don't justify. And now he's realizing it. He's up against a recall. And it's amazing how science changes when you're threatened to lose your, your office, that's the beauty of America. We get to remove them. Now, California is harder because they're manipulating the voting system. But still, we, the people, have spoken. And the governor starts to realize that he's in some trouble. So here's his latest clip. Take a look. Are we looking at masks after June 15? No. Only, only in those settings that are indoor, uh, only in those massively large settings uh, where people from around the world, not just around the country. Uh, are convening and when people are mixing in real dense spaces. Otherwise, we will make guidance, recommendations, but no mandates, and no mandates and no restrictions in businesses large and small. That's kind of cool. I wish he had done that back when Governor DeSantis did in Florida, who has a lower per capita death rate, though they have a higher median age, because that's the state of retirees. uh, And they have been wide open, haven't destroyed their economy. And, you know, we've got some aggressive politicians in California, especially here in our county, which we're going to cover momentarily. Um, and, and they're they're trying to thrust on us and, and violate our freedoms here in America. And I, I'm watching this all over the place. I've got a couple of memes. I, uh, take a look at this. This is one of them. I, I cracked up when someone sent me this. Look at it. Uh, I, I'm not going to read it to you because eh, they censor you. But you can read it yourself. I find it humorous this one interesting, the patient asking the question, and the, yeah, boy, that's interesting, and what makes those memes funny is they're, they're true, they're true, and it, they're sad, but true, and, and the overreach of the government, why is the governor now all of a sudden backing up? Well, the sovereign in America is in the first three words of the preamble, we the people, and those who govern, govern by our consent, and, and, they're constrained, as I've said many times, by the seven articles of the U.S. Constitution. And when they violate that or any of the 27 amendments, we have to push back. And it doesn't take a lot of us. But once you start to organize and you start to strategize, all of a sudden they realize that they are accountable to the sovereign, the people, and they can't steal our inalienable rights. The, the governor's violated one in particular. Take a look at the First Amendment. Let's read it together because folks forget what this says. So take a look at the First Amendment here. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The, the press is supposed to report the truth. The pulpits are to proclaim the truth. The people are to live for that truth and, and to assemble when a government tries to infringe on that. And that's exactly what we did. We pushed back. And you say, well, wait a minute. How did he violate that? Well, let's, let's just take the religious side out of it, even though he shuttered churches during a supposed you know pandemic that had a 99% plus survival rate in our county. And the, the state is very similar. And, and that's people who died with, not from, COVID, and, and yet he still saw fit to shutter businesses and close schools. I mean, more kids have drowned in bathtubs in California than have died from this virus, and yet we don't close all the schools or shutter all the bathrooms or bathtubs. I mean, this is, this is just inappropriate. And then he's gone after churches. I mean, we're covered in the Bill of Rights. We're, we're right there. He didn't have that ability to do that, but he did. And he's facing litigation, and he's facing a federal judicial branch of government that favors what the Constitution says. And so churches are winning these cases, and he realizes that he is in some trouble. And I'm not at liberty to share, but suffice it to say, you're going to hear in the next couple days a couple of churches that are going to be awarded some large amounts of money from the state itself. I'll leave it at that. But take a look at the 14th Amendment for our small business owners. It it says, All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Now, this was done after the 13th Amendment, which was to abolish slavery. The 14th Amendment was simply to say that though these these slaves had not been, been born here in the United States, but they had been brought here as slaves. Now that slavery is forbidden, they're not to be considered aliens, but they're to be naturalized. Now, this, this was established for, for slaves and the Emancipation Proclamation that, that these, these human beings that had been enslaved and now that the Civil War, uh, the North had won... They incorporated, with this newfound freedom of the 13th Amendment, they added the 14th. Now, this 14th Amendment was never intended for what they call anchor babies, where uh, you're you're born in the United States, and so all your family uh, gets to come in as citizens. That wasn't why the 14th Amendment was designed. It was strictly designed to incorporate those who had been brought here against their will, had been given their freedom, and have all the rights as citizens of the United States availed to them. It goes on to say that they are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. And then it says, No no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privilege or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property, Without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. And that's where the governors fail because churches have extra protection that he failed to acknowledge and to recognize, and he knows it. And so do the courts. And businesses, they've been, they've had their property taken from them. And so when we're in the discovery phase, and here we are in the county. Many of these suits uh, against the governor with these lockdowns by some of our sister churches in the state, they're going to settle their case. Ours is a little different. We have a cross complaint and we are in the discovery phase and we asked the county for over 120 documents to justify how they can shutter the churches and violate our first and 14th amendments and where did they get that justification and we also were given the ability by the judge to include the state in our cross complaint. And are you ready for this? We requested in the discovery phase 120 documents. You know how many they gave us? Zero. They are brazened and they don't care. And, and that's not going to bode well for them. Judges don't like that when those that have done this don't want to disclose why or, or to give evidence. And those are public record. These are public officials. There's nothing secret about these things. They just don't want us to know why they're doing what they're doing, and so they're not giving that to us. And so the county, uh, three of the five supervisors, decided to vote to use taxpayer money to hire an attorney to find a political and predictive judge so that they could put forward an emergency restraining order on the church naming me and a thousand congregants or visitors to the church. And that citation for many, if if your child was one that would receive it, a college student, they would lose their scholarship. It was a government scholarship. If you have a concealed carry permit, you'd lose that. If you're law enforcement, anything working for the government, you'd be dinged. Uh, This this is a serious attempt by three of the five county supervisors to come come after a house of faith. And so they better have good justification, they better show us the evidence that they have, which they never presented, and they, they, they are on record in their social media statements as impugning and, and attacking us, specifically these supervisors. Now a recall effort's in place, and I got a call yesterday from a reporter uh, with the, with the uh, county newspaper, convinced that I'm involved in this recall effort, which I'm not, but I tell you what, this Sunday I think I'm going to sign it. But what's interesting about this is, is the the newspaper's doing the bidding of the supervisors. Instead of looking at the citizenry that has been affected, and they put in their report, in their article, the concern of a recall election would cost the county $500,000 for a recall of a supervisor that has destroyed their businesses and used their tax dollars, their money, to do so. And, and, and violating their first and 14th amendment. Yet the reporter doesn't report that. They report on the 500,000. And it was, seriously, they should have written this supervisor's eulogy. It was so flowering, talking about how they protected open space. And, and those things are true. And I actually, I like this supervisor. And I, I, would, I would be in favor of pulling back from a recall effort if they did two things. Two things. Just say, hey you know, we meant well, we thought we were doing the right thing, but we didn't, and we were wrong, and any court costs that you guys had to incur as a result of this, we want to cover that. We're done. Or just come after the taxpayers who are frustrated with you and blame them for wanting to have an election, which is our right, and saying it's costing the county $500,000, What's the loss in tax revenue by your tyrannical measures that violate our constitutional rights that have shuttered their businesses and taken their life savings? What's the cost on that? What, what has it done to our economy in Ventura County? And, and the, but you're going to report on that as a reporter? I mean, come on. You're given the same First Amendment to protect the, the rights of the sovereign, we the people. And when these folks step outside the, the, the constraints of those seven articles of the Constitution and, and you defend them, what kind of reporting is that? And, and I, I'm not saying this reporter's name because I actually like that person as well. I just want them to see. And I've appealed to them. I've asked them. I said, look. And, and listen, if they come back and they start saying, I get it, then I won't say their name. And, and I'm going to give the supervisor a chance to say, you know, I get it. I don't want to do this, but they're coming after us to try to take our tax-exempt status at the county. They've got their minions working on that. They'll stop at nothing to attack this church, and all we're doing is defending our right to worship God in America, and you tell me where the threat is. You show me how we're super spreaders. We ask for the documents. You won't give them, and you're coming after us. doesn't work that way. And so with that reporter and with that supervisor, both good people who I really appreciate, please wake up and realize that and do the right thing. Otherwise, you're asking us to publicly continue in this this insanity that all you have to do is say you're sorry. And the reporter just has to report on behalf of we, the people, you've been given that First Amendment. You don't have to be a lackey because you like their political positions. Listen, everybody makes mistakes. Listen, I'm I'm the first. I've made more mistakes than all of you. And and if you know them, I'll acknowledge them if I haven't done it already. That's the measure of, of character is to acknowledge when you're wrong and ask for forgiveness and apologize. And then we move forward. And I give you my word. You do that and I will be your biggest advocate. I will stand on your behalf and tell anyone who's involved in the recall effort to pull back. But in the meantime... If you insist to make us the enemy and use your reporters and your lackeys to come after our tax-exempt status and to report against us and this insanity of a $500,000 special election, then we'll continue. And we're going to continue full force, and you're going to see the ability of the people. And all of you out there, we're building a base A lot of you tune in and make sure this thing goes viral through the county. Send it to every one of your friends. Send it to your enemies, too, and say, listen to this. This makes sense because they govern by our consent, and they're constrained by those articles. And when they fail to honor that, listen, just say you're sorry. We'll move on, but don't make us the enemy. You're the one who attacked us. You're the one who came after us. You're the one who wanted to sick the sheriffs on us. You're the ones who said we were super spreaders. You did it, we didn't, and you have no evidence. We asked you for it, you won't give it to us. So, we have to go to court. And you know what that's cost us? And you want to talk to me about $500,000, really? You have, you've probably given per capita with the wealth that you possess as a county, and you're the ones who are responsible for devastating their lives, but you've given less to the business owners in this county than our church has. And we've done it benevolently because they, they have to keep their doors open and their families fed. I've seen the numbers. And, and you can't rely on what the federal government's done as they're printing money. I'm talking about what the county's done to help small businesses. And we'll look at it as a percentage of what you possess and what we possess. And let's see who's given more. Let's do it. Oh, but the reporter wants to make an issue about us. Go figure. I mean, come on. Let's do what's right. Let's do what's right. We're, there's 700 and, what, fifty-eight thousand of us in this county. And there's just a few of you. And you want to make fun of us and, and the businesses that we frequent? That's a really, really bad strategy. And you think you own the paper? That's even a worse strategy because they're starting their own newspapers. It's fascinating what people will do when they're not given a voice. They're peaceably assembling newspapers and live streams and everything else. And they're coming after you. So I would just encourage you to see the clarity of it and do the right thing. And in the meantime... If this is where you're going, we're not, we're not reacting. We're just going to respond. You move the chess piece, we'll respond. And it's really kind of sad. And I get it. We all make mistakes. But that's the frustrating part of it. So I want to take time tonight to share with you all that. Uh, we're actually we're going to win this thing. And, and, and we're not stopping. And as I said earlier, we will stop if you just say, I'm sorry we'll stop. But if we have to go further, we're, we're really going to go for it. And, and as a matter of fact, it, it's going to roll into our own city. We'll, we'll, we'll participate in the city council meetings. When we do the, the zoning for the, the, the remapping of the city, and we take a look at that, we're going to look at areas where that supervisor has used tyranny to really come after citizens of our city. And we're going to make issue with that. And any city council member that wants to participate with you in that tyrannical work, we'll go after them too. And when I say go after them, I'm talking about exercising our ability to do a recall or to just simply vote you out of office because we're frustrated by your overreach. You are not, you're not the king. You govern by consent and you are constrained to honor that constitution. So enough said that's where we're going. I'm going to let you see it. And, man, I'd just like to be a pastor and minister to our congregation and not have to deal with you coming after our tax-exempt status and threatening us at every turn. Why, why do you do that? Don't you have better things to do? So, Got to hear me vent tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. And tomorrow night, who knows? I might have another topic, but we'll see you tomorrow night. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us. on Vintage McCoy. Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to vintagemcoycom or follow us on Instagram at TheVintageMcCoy. We'll see you there.